0: Alright, before we get into Gordon Hayward, who finally became a Celtic after like a week of waiting. It took a little while, while, but he's officially a Boston Celtic now. He signed a four-year max contract, $128 million. Yesterday, had an introductory um, conference call with the media yesterday. Um, But before we get into that, Rajon Rondo, fourth team in four years. He's going to New Orleans, teaming back up with Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis. Is that like a new big three, or is that going to just... Crash and burn. Uh, Oh,
1: crash and burn right away. That's what happens when you get under team's skin and not get along with the coach. If if the coach rubs you off the wrong way, you're Rajon Rondo. Yeah. You got to stick it out. Yeah, but but
0: the thing is, Rajon Rondo had kind of a good relationship with um, Boogie, right? I mean, they they were friends in Sacramento. There's a reason why they They have a good relationship. Yeah, because they're both both two of the most hated players in the NBA. Stubborn players. Yeah.
2: Well, I I, you can't have two of them. It's hard to have one of those guys on your team. You're going to have two.
0: Yeah. I think they had a pretty solid relationship, though. Oh, they, yeah, but so, oh, they
2: did. Okay, so now instead of everybody just hating Boogie Cousins or just hating Rajon Rondo, everyone else will hate the both of them together. Yeah. And they'll love each other, which will make everyone else hate them even more.
1: Gigantic cancer in the locker room right there. Gigantic cancer. I mean,
0: this just says a lot about Rajon Rondo. The fact that he's bounced around ever since leaving the Celtics from Dallas to Sacramento to Chicago to New Orleans. Four teams in four years. That's when you know... You're not loved. Good for him. <laughs> let's
1: let's talk about a team that matters.
0: So Gordon Hayward, officially a Celtic. As I said, he had an introductory press conference – or not a press conference, conference call with the media yesterday. and um, It's about time. It's, it's kind of funny because we found out last night that uh, the deal with Gordon Hayward and the Celtics almost didn't go through because he was upset that Chris Haynes had leaked the report that he was siding with Boston. He had to step away from it. And in, in the conference call – I have the transcript here. He said – I was pretty upset that that had happened. I didn't feel like I was ready to say, yes, I want to be a Boston Celtic. So I just take a step back, and we regrouped, and I think we talked about it more and more, and then we finally put out the article on the Players' Tribune, right? So it was kind of like, oh, my God, they might screw this up because of this report from Chris Haynes that's saying, hey, he's chosen Boston. Can you imagine if that was enough for him to say, you know what? F you guys. I'm either going back to the Jazz or I like the heat. and I like the weather down there.
1: Yeah, you you would have had to blame the ESPN outlets for doing that. Um, Chris Haynes is a like, brand-new like mainstream reporter now um, with Adrian Wojnowski and all those other guys out there. Um, I want to talk about the acquisition of Gordon Hayward as a whole. And, guys, I think it helps out the Celtics in an immense way. And the reason why I say that – is you look at Avery Bradley, right? He's a more of a defensive guard. In today's NBA, defense sometimes doesn't matter. I'm not saying it, it doesn't matter at all, but it doesn't matter sometimes. The reason why I say that, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers, you have the Golden State Warriors. What are they good at? They're good at efficiency, right? Shooting the basketball, you know, finding open players, great ball rebounding. We get it. So, with the Celtics moving forward, they're in a great spot because the Cleveland Cavaliers are kind of in limbo because they don't know if LeBron James is going to stay or go. And LeBron's kind of playing head games and there's a reason why, there's a reason why Chauncey Billups did not commit to that contract and he knows something that we all don't know. And I think the reason why is because he doesn't know where LeBron's going to go. And I think he has some intel in regards to where LeBron wants to go. So that's that's something to look at, but also from a standpoint to say that LeBron, if he goes to LA, the Celtics now have the East. And it's a beautiful thing to build around young players while having core guys that can shoot the ball efficient. Avery Bradley was a two-way player. He was up and down offensively. He averaged like 14, 15 points. Everybody thought he was like a great player. He was an average player offensively. Defensively, he got the job done. But you're bringing a guy like Gordon Hayward who shoots 47% from the field, 38% from three, 83 to 85 uh, free, free throw shooter. You're looking at a guy that can actually bring scoring to the table. Otherwise, you know, going out there with a guy that just runs pick and pop every time and just shoots the rock coming off of screens. This guy can create his own shot. And for them to lose out on Paul George... Jason Tatum is going to be a dominant uh, bona fide scorer he's in this league. It up right now in summer league. Do the eye test with this the kid.
2: Summer, uh, okay, hold on a minute.
1: <laughs> no, but dude, <laughs> no, hey, no, hold on. About, hey, if
0: people are going all over the moon about Lonzo Ball. Why can't I go over the moon about Jason Tatum? No, go ahead. Done? Hold on,
2: I'm looking something <laughs> up. You, you two fodder, and I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm finding something to yell at you for, Ashish.
1: If Jason Tatum did not miss nine games, Jason Tatum would have been the number one pick in this draft, without a doubt. This guy had the knack, the ability to find his own, create his own shot. You know, rebound, block shots. He does it all, guys. He's going to be a scorer like Carmelo Anthony or Paul George. And I'm not saying that just because he's lighting it up in Summer League. I fully believe with his efficiency to create his own shot off of one, two dribbles with a step back like Paul George and Paul Pierce esque. He has the knack to find the basket. That's the beauty of it. You can't teach that.
2: You No, can't. no, and look, I, I'm not down on Tatum. I actually really did like the pick because, I, you know, coming into the draft, you're hearing that he's probably the purest scorer coming out of that draft. I like that because I think it works with Brad Stevens' system, but the kid's... Nineteen years old. Oh yeah, he's not going to come in here and make an impact right away.
1: Oh, I think he you will. You're I well. Think, I think you you'll will make
2: an impact, but not the one that you needed in order to take over the position as top dog in the East.
0: Well, he'll make. Yeah, you're, you're, I agree you. No, you're that. still he'll not make... better
2: than Cleveland because you didn't acquire Paul George. I, I had said before this whole uh, free agency offseason started that the Celtics' plan, and it was the right plan, was to acquire two pieces because acquiring one piece did doesn't not put done. you over Cleveland. Yeah. And it certainly doesn't get you over the Golden State Warriors if you somehow get past Cleveland with the roster that you currently have. I'm not saying Hayward doesn't make you. Uh, world's better. He does. It's great to have another guy besides Isaiah Thomas that's going to be able to create his own shot. If Tatum develops into that guy, great, but you're still looking at uh, his
0: peak is going to be, what, four or five years down the line? Sure, but this is phase one.
2: Phase Phase one
0: is to get this team together. Phase two is wait out Cleveland. Phase one, they they
2: didn't pull off what they wanted to for phase one, though. They wanted to acquire Paul George and Gordon Hayward. They failed. They've failed on multiple occasions to acquire guys that they've targeted in trade deals. They've failed on several occasions to acquire free agents, which it seems as though they're turning the corner in creating a destination location here in Boston. Because in the past two, you ended up signing the second best free agent uh, last year in Al Horford. You didn't get Durant, which wasn't a shock to me. But you got Al Horford, and I think that that sort of paved the way for you to go ahead and acquire Gordon Hayward, who was the best free agent on the market, short of Blake Griffin or Curry, these guys that ended up staying where they were going to stay. I think you're a better team, but you're not in a different position than you were in last year. So, yeah, you're better on the court, but you're still going to finish in the same exact spot you did last year. Maybe you beat Cleveland one game this year. And I do like that they're building a young core. They did fail to do what they set out to do this offseason. I just don't want people to miss that point because I think people get over the hill about what Danny Ainge has done here as a GM, uh, as head of the Celtics, and really, uh, he's won one championship. I'm not satisfied with what Danny Ainge has done. I understand it's hard in this league to pull it off, but he hasn't necessarily pulled the trigger on all the deals that he's wanted to to create here for the Celtics. Right. Just to yell at you quickly, Ashish, about the summer league and how it is utterly meaningless. I don't care what Lonzo Ball is doing. I don't care what Jason Tatum is doing. Can you tell me who Tyus Jones is?
0: No, I can't. Tyus about,
1: Jones, Duke. Uh, well, what team's he on right now? Minnesota. How about Kyle Anderson? Kyle Anderson, Spurs. Glenn Rice Jr. <laughs> Glenn Rice
2: Jr., Wizards. Jonas Valanciunas, who's actually pretty
1: decent in the t- league t- right Toronto Raptors.
2: Josh Shelby,
1: Josh Shelby. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Memphis okay, Grizzlies. Are, are any of those Memphis players any good. good? Memphis Grizzlies. Are right. any are any of those players? Well, Valchunas any is pretty good? good. Valentunas is good. Yeah, um, yeah. top dogs no, in the no, NBA. You're, you're right. You, you are right. Do you know what this list is? This these are all
2: summer league rosters, right? No,
1: no. These top scorers. This is a
2: list of the last five summer league MVPs. Summer league means
0: squat. I never said it meant, I'm just, look, I'm not saying the summer, you obviously have to take it with a grain of salt, I know that. I'm not getting over the moon about you, but I like what I've seen so far because this has been the first time that I've actually watched Jason Tatum. Sure. As you guys know, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, just not into it.
2: And it is better than him going out there in the
0: summer league and sucking. Exactly. I get that. At the end of the day, I agree with you, Dave. You got to take the Summer League with a grain of salt. You totally. can't be looking at it then for the same reason why I am I hate that ESPN and Center are blowing up my Facebook news feed with Lonzo Ball this, Lonzo Ball that. It's like, right. dude, it's Summer League. And I agree with that. LaVar
1: did that too, by yeah, the way.
2: Tyus
0: but. Jones was the MVP right. last year. And, and, but the thing is, just based on what I'm seeing in terms of what this cap- kid is capable of doing right now, and he hasn't even grown into what he's going to become because we're going to see that over the next three, four years. We're going to see that unfold. I hope. I like what I'm seeing so far in, what, the six games that they've played in Summer League or whatever it is.
2: Sure. Look. He's also going to be strapped for minutes. This team
0: is pretty loaded when you look at well, it. Well, I mean that's what we said about Jalen Brown, well, but yeah, Jalen Brown got he some didn't. he got some serious minutes off the bench. But yeah, he needed Jay Crowder he, to get hurt. He well, needed, and he probably uh, needed, also Avery Bradley right. got hurt.
2: I'm not saying it's going to stunt the development of these players either, but I mean uh, there's a logjam in there. There is, and you've got a lot of lengthy forwards now. So I, I mean, I get that Brad Stevens sort of is preaching posi- p- positionless basketball. But, I mean, you've got a lot of guys out there now that you, you've got veteran guys that you want out there in your starting five, and you've got a young core that you need to develop. So it's twofold here for the Celtics. You've, you've got to win now and somehow not crunch down the minutes of these young guys so much to the point where you start stunting their development or their growth. You've got to make sure that these guys are playing because, for me, it's all about three or four years from now. You didn't get Paul George. If you had, sure. You could go all out this year with those with that starting five and maybe uh, sort of shy away from giving the younger players more minutes, but you're not going to beat Cleveland this year. I, give I think the so. young guys minutes and, and a chance to really grow and develop a little more quickly because maybe it's the difference of getting there in three years as opposed to four if you go ahead and give these guys the minutes that they need to develop.
1: Now, I, I know LeBron is the king and he always be the king, but... This, the Cavaliers have gotten worse and their, yeah. their bench has gotten worse they lost their GM to like some, for some mm. reason if not
2: for there's just lo- the dysfunction that's there they've gotten worse
1: there's a lot of disconnect throughout that organization and, and franchise so I, I look at the bigger picture here to say okay well you have growth with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum Gordon Hayward's going to be a nice little bridge gap if he signs another, you know, three or four years down the road. You know, when he's up for that full max contract, he can most certainly do so. Isaiah Thomas coming off the books. Are you going to give him the dump trucks? I don't know if you are, um, but I, I think you got to look at the bigger picture here because they can compete with the Golden State Warriors if these guys develop in the right way. And you'll have Tatum, Jalen Brown. Isaiah Thomas and Gordon Hayward on the perimeter shooting threes. And that's that's what's going to win you games is uh, scoring efficiency.
0: Here's the thing. I don't think, at least in the next couple years, you're going to compete with Golden State. But you can compete with Cleveland as early as this year. I'm not saying you'll get by them, but at the end of the day, LeBron James has played in seven straight NBA finals, guys. Okay, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, assuming that they're both still there, Kyrie will be, Kevin Love might not be. They've played in three straight. Okay, and going with LeBron, and I believe Kyrie too, they've played in some Olympics in between there too. That's a lot of mileage, okay? And that's going to add up when they're making their run for another trip to the finals next year. Four straight for the Cavs, eight straight for LeBron. So that that tires guys out, and that's going to give that wear and tear. That's a lot of wear and tear. So that's going to open up an opportunity for the Celtics to go in there and kind of take advantage of that. Now, LeBron is obviously a a physical specimen. He's a guy that – and I think, you know what, to his credit, he's kind of figured it out. I think he knows this. He's not stupid. He knows that, listen, I've got a lot of miles on me. I've played in seven straight NBA finals. I've had some Olympics thrown in there as well. So I need to kind of pick and choose my moments in the regular season. I'll just go to L.A. Where I don't want to say, well, (laughs) but in the regular season, Mark, you remember this year and last year, he's kind of toned it down in terms of his intensity. Because he doesn't need to go off. He doesn't need to go 100%. 60 to 65% of LeBron is better than 100% of most guys. And, I'm and he's not kind saying- of figured that out, and he kind of res- conserves some of that energy and reserves it for the postseason. So in that case, I'm giving him credit. But overall, when you look at the number of times LeBron has been to the finals in his career and the seventh streak that he's been to, that's a lot of mileage, and that could play a major role in whether or not they get back next year, depending on how much of a fight the Celtics give them.
1: Right, and to that point, I don't think he cares about the accolades anymore. I think he has what he wanted. So Um, he's not playing for MVP. He's He's
0: he's, not. So he's going to continue to do that, where he's kind of bringing down his intensity during the 82-game regular season, and saving it for the postseason. Golden State. Golden State. And whoever they face in the Eastern Conference Finals, which we're assuming will be the Celtics.
1: Which will be the Celtics, but my whole point is this, this disconnect for the Cleveland Cavaliers is huge. is huge because moving forward, if LeBron keeps seeing more and more disconnect, he's going to go to L.A. He's going to. I, I actually agree with you, Mark, that I don't think that
2: LeBron is long for Cleveland beyond this season. So, yeah, the Celtics are in an envious position right now in the Eastern Conference. They absolutely are. And as much as I'm disappointed that they didn't pull the trigger on a Paul George deal— they still have all of those assets, you know, and maybe there's some more moves down the line where, you know, you're going to pick up role players here and there to help improve the roster. This year, you know, just guys that are journeymen maybe coming through and then, you know, they're, out, they're off the roster next year. This year doesn't mean anything to me, though, and that's the one thing that I'm a little disappointed about. You didn't get Paul George. This year is almost a bide your time and wait again until next offseason when you potentially have two picks in the top five of the NBA draft next year. That's a little bit disappointing to me, especially this year where you had the Celtics finish in first place in the East, and we all knew it was sort of like a fraudulent first place finish and that Cleveland was the better team. They They had the big three, and they were going to beat the Celtics in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. It's disappointing to me that we're going into this year the same way. Just a little bit. Because I know they're in better shape next offseason than they even were in this offseason. Yeah, but we thought they were in great shape this off this offseason. And they still couldn't get above the Cleveland Cavaliers well, I mean, with the moves they made. Was
0: Paul George worth the Brooklyn picks, though, for one year? I don't know. Not for one year. No. No. I I don't know where that that.
2: that deal fell through, but if you believe some of the speculations, it came down to that Lakers pick. And the Celtics, at the time, weren't ready to deal the Lakers pick for Paul George. That doesn't doesn't mean that they weren't going to, but Indiana pulled the rug out from underneath them and, Mm. and ended up trading him to OKC before anyone thought they would. Right. Now, Indiana, for what it's worth, probably did that deal way too soon, and they didn't get as much back in return as they would have for uh, from the Celtics. But that's what happened, right. you know. So you're you're kind of back to that whole notion that Danny Ainge seems to rub other GMs the wrong way by wanting to fleece them because he has too many assets. I'm sorry, Danny, but at some point, you're going to have to give up more than you want. To make a deal, it's not—it's ne- never, it, especially now with the reputation that you have. It is never going to be that you completely, utterly win the deal. For crying out loud, at some point you have to give up a little more than you are willing to to pull off a deal that makes you better now. But
1: there's so, two si- there's two sides of the story, Dave, because Pritchard. Uh, Celtics offered an amazing deal at, at the trade deadline. Sure, and Pritchard said no because he was wor- worried about the Pacers making a playoff push. And they, he said, "Nope, we want to go with Paul George. He's going to ride it through this season." Sure. And so I don't not, blame not, not I don't blame mention, Mark, Ainge Pritchard, for missing out on Pritchard Paul George. Took
2: less than what the Celtics were offering. Okay, yeah, so yes, there's not a lot of blame there to be given to Danny Ainge on the surface. But there's something to the way that Danny Ainge conducts these off-seasons that have absolutely, in my opinion, rubbed all the other GMs in the league the wrong way. Too many assets. He's not going to fleece these guys anymore. And yes, he has more to offer than anyone else. So he's going to be asked for more than anyone else. And if Danny Ainge doesn't like it, he's never going to get a deal done because he doesn't want to give up more than what he wants to give up. In his mind, there's a certain value on all of these assets, and he doesn't want to give up more than he feels like he should. Guess what? At some point, in order to get over that hump, you have to give up more than you want. You might not win the deal. You might tie the deal. It doesn't matter as long as you don't lose the deal. At some point... You're just
0: going to have to bite the
2: bullet on one of these you got to
0: abandon the mentality that you have to just fleece guys all the time.
2: Right. Right. And I don't think that that mentality has helped him to even pull off deals where he had the better package. How do you explain that unless it's just Pritchard being, screw you. I'm not dealing with you anymore. I'm going to take less because I'm sick and tired of dealing with your nonsense. How much is it that? Mm -hmm. No, I'm concerned that that's a problem with Danny Ainge. Because I think think if Larry Bird was still there,
0: they would have Paul George right now.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it's like that. I, I think Pritchard was asking too much. Danny wasn't willing to give up. And that's just the way it goes. As a GM, your responsibility is to get the best offer out there. And utilize, did your, that. utilize I, your assets in the right I way. I do give
2: him credit for that, but there's just that overlying notion for me that Danny just wants to fleece everyone in these deals. And at some point— he usually does. At some point, you got you got to take a step back and
0: realize you're not going to fool everyone. You just can't. Quick break here on the Sports Blast. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. You should put it in Dave's contract that every time he produces, at some point during the show, he has to play jump on it. Got it. He's got it. It should should be in your contract. I would
2: play it coming back from every break if it seemed plausible. Yeah. How can you not? I mean, it's a a great way to come back uh, to a segment. Got it.
1: Got to do it. So my, we, uh, my
2: playlist is always a little different than from when Brian produces. I've noticed that. I try but and bring like in uh, some different music from all areas.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say it's not the same thing every week. Sports are for everyone, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's
0: yeah, got you gotta it's bring in every demographic.
2: Exactly. That you can. It's gotta have people who like rap, people who like rock, people who are older, people who are younger. You gotta you gotta have a variety. Everyone loves sports. Yeah. So this show is for everybody. Cool. That's so what we do here.
0: We've got about we do. Uh, Six or so minutes before we hit the top of the hour break. One thing that I brought up uh, during the commercial is we were talking about LeBron James potentially skipping town in Cleveland to go and join uh, the Los Angeles Lakers after next season. And I started thinking about it. I was like, "Well, why would he do that? Why would he go to the Western Conference, which is tougher, and in the process take less money?" Because it's not Cleveland. by leaving Cleveland. He's from there, Dave. Yeah. he's from Akron. Uh, so what? He's from if,
2: Northwest Ohio or Northeast Ohio. If you're from, Ohio. if you're, from
0: sure. a, if you're <laughs> Northeast, I think I gotta but. look it up. I'm not sure if it's Northeast Ohio or Northwest. I know
2: it's in the north. I don't know if you're from like the Siberian tundra. Are you gonna go back there because it's
1: your home? No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. Is, Cleveland sucks. Yeah. Uh, Akron is is problematic. Akron's uh, probably better than Cleveland. So I mean, come on now.
2: Like, if, if he wants to go to L.A., who's North- going to blame him for that? Who's going to be like, "How could you leave Cleveland, Lebron? <laughs> so come it's, on, it's, nor-
0: it's Northeast. By Cleveland way. It is, is northeast. such a nice yeah,
2: place just- with many a tall building and and great places to <laughs> eat scones. I don't
0: know how many of our listeners are cartographers, <laughs> but just for you cartographers and just general geographer geography. Enthusiasts Did you Just general. make up that word. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm a yes. <laughs> no, Ge- geographer. Wait, <laughs> geographer? <laughs> no, you say cartographer. It's no- yeah, cartographer it's map- is
1: map making. That's yeah. actually that's real. So yeah, yeah it's, no- it's, northeast, it's northeast. It's <laughs>
0: northeast Ohio. So I apologize for that. I feel a little stupid for saying that, but yeah, northeast <laughs> Ohio.
2: Cleveland is is uh, like somewhere in Ohio. Underarm of American society. Let's be serious. Like that in Detroit. Nobody wants to. Be. I don't care if you're from there. He's d- he's
1: now done his dues. Yeah, exactly. And from a basketball standpoint, I agree with you, Sheesh. But I think if he leaves for the Lakers, he's surrendering to the Warriors. And I'm looking at his entire career, what he's had, what he's made – um, I don't think he can one-up his career anymore. I, I feel like he's, he's won a lot of championships, and if he keeps going to the finals and lo- losing to the Golden State Warriors, it looks bad on him. Yeah, one of the, so, he'd, be,
2: he'd go down as one of the greatest losers of all time. We exactly. talked about it with Brady. You know, yep. it was, this year it was the difference between being 4-3 uh, and three and 5-2. and two. Like Every time you go to one of these, yes, you give the guy credit for getting there.
0: But if but you lose li- enough of it's them. It's
2: just difficult to look past a guy with a losing record, which LeBron is closing in on, right? He's now been in seven. He's close. Or he's been in he three- eight. He's been in eight. He's been in an eight. And he's four and four? He's,
0: no, he's won two with the Heat, one with the, uh, I almost said the Indians, with is the he, Cavs. Is, is so he's three, three and he, five. Yeah, he's got, losing, five. he's got a losing okay. record in the finals. So, like,
2: uh, yeah, eventually, you know, three and five, not not unsalvageable. If you get back there and you win maybe two more, you go five and five Sorry, people he's, will So look at he's played.
0: I wait, hang on. He's played in. I'll have to look this up. He might be. Is he three and five? No, is that eight? Yeah, yeah. Or is he's, it seven? I that think he's played?
1: three, three and five.
0: No, this was his seventh straight. Is and that he, correct? And he played with uh, and he lost to the Spurs early in his career. Right, right. So wow, yeah. Yes. Three
2: and five. So he's in danger next year of and probably will next year. Be 3-6 and six well, in the that's, NBA Finals. That's, Final. that's, that's right. Marvin Lewis territory. Uh, and,
0: although Marvin Lewis has never won a playoff game, so yeah, not Yeah, that's but, totally different. Yeah, territory. <laughs> I just wanted to crapping on Marvin Lewis every, any chance I get, both from Ohio.
1: And, and, guys, the reason why I think that LeBron's really calling it quits, I'm not saying it from a basketball career standpoint, but the ability to go up against the um, Golden State Warriors is they got dominated, dominated in the Finals. And what did they do this offseason? They didn't do squat. They haven't done squat. They they signed their bench guys back, okay, to get to the NBA to get to the NBA finals and lose again. They tried to get Paul George, that failed. And, and I, I, were They were, yeah, conne- they were exactly. tied
0: to Carmelo Anthony. That and, doesn't look like it's happening. He's going to Houston most likely. But
1: you pull the strings away, right? And that's when it becomes LeBron by the minute is thinking. What do I want to do more personally in this basketball life that I'm living right now? And I think the next thing is, you know what? I want to go play for a team like the LA Lakers that has a strong basketball background where I don't have to face everyone. I don't have to face the media. I don't have to face the Hall of Fame. When my number gets called because I have a losing record, you know, it it could be at that point that he's three and five, right? It could be three and ten. He goes if he makes it to five more NBA titles. I mean, five more NBA if he goes to the West, finals. West. I can tell you that much. Well, yeah, that's my point, though. I think he's trying to, you know, look at his career as a whole and say, I don't want to go three and nine or three and so, ten. So
0: you're saying he would rather go to the West and lose along the way, yes, than get there with Cleveland yes. and lose. He might, without if, a doubt. If
2: you recall, there were uh, games at the end of the regular season this year. Where LeBron took the entire game off rather than playing a portion of the game. And why would that be? Because hmm. I think it was he wanted that average point total per yep. game to stay above 30. Padding the stats. That's actually not, the stats. That's actually not a bad thought. You, now I look, agree. if you go and play five minutes in a game just because, you know, it's down the stretch in the season. You want to get some practice in. Maybe you get 10 points. It impacts your average points per game. LeBron instead sat those games out. Mm-hmm. So if you don't think LeBron is a guy who's concerned with his statistics and how they look, you're wrong. You already mind. So I wouldn't doubt at all, Mark. If if there's something in the back of his head that says I'm already three and five, you know what? It's better to be three and five than three and six, right. three and seven, three and eight, or whatever it's going to end up being by the time the Golden State Warriors are done just dominating the rest of yeah. the league. This
0: is sort of a bad example, but it's a better example than Marvin Lewis. He doesn't want to be regarded as like Jim Kelly. Right. Jim Kelly went to four straight Super Bowls and lost all of them. Right. LeBron, it's a bad uh, comparison because he actually won a few. He, he's got three. But overall, he's now becoming this guy where it's routinely get to the finals and lose, At, just like Jim Kelly would get to the Super
1: Bowl and lose. Right. At this point, it's about his personal accolades and his beliefs. What? Where does he want to go? Where does he want to vacate, like, vacation? I feel like he wants to go to L.A., he has a house there, might as well stay there, right? So in the end, it's only right for him to look at his basketball career as a whole and say, I don't want to diminish my career. If I keep losing to the Golden State Warriors, my Hall of Fame status is going to keep decreasing because if he goes 3-10 and 10 out of 13 NBA finals, it's not a good look for him. And he delivered a championship to Cleveland, so there's not going to be any jersey burning this job. time probably. He did his job. Players' Tribune said it. All right, wrapping up our number two, it's the Sports Blast. Don't go anywhere.